0: Welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lam and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Right, there we go. Hello, welcome to episode 414 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lam, and my good pal Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing very well. Uh, how are you? Are you good? I'm fine. Yeah, just enjoying the constant sun shower, sun shower, sun shower weather. But yeah, yeah. it's warmed up. Again. Yeah. It's warmed up, thankfully, so we're okay. I think the hailstorm phase has, has passed through the UK now. Hopefully, for six yeah. months.
1: Well, one, one of the the theories is that we've slipped, so that um, we used to talk about April showers, and we're now having the April showers in May. That the the clock has slipped. So. Maybe. Who knows. Who knows? Indeed, yeah, we
0: got we got bluebells in the woods just behind the house, actually, and they oh fabulous. Uh, They've come out later, and the leaves have all popped out about a month or two later this year from the trees. Um, I, yeah. I, I reckon, judging from photos from last year from lockdown. So, uh, hey nature knows what it's doing. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: I know some of the plants around me seem really confused because it's like, it's spring, oh no it's not, it's spring, no
0: it's not. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. <laughs> so today we're talking about imposter syndrome, which it's been a while, we have referred to this in the past, but it's this will be an interesting one to come back to, especially given the uh, the situation uh, globally and in, and in the UK, as we all kind of come out of our shells, slowly but surely. Um, before I, we come on to that, a quick mention of the website, which is liveinthepresent.co.uk for all the show notes and links, if you Stick your email address in the box on the homepage, you'll get weekly reminders for the show and you'll get a discount code for the book and some free meditation files as well. Um, so yeah, highly, highly recommend you doing that if you if you have a minute. Um, so yeah, what have you been up to, Sean? How's life?
1: Uh, it's good. It's good. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to, I've got camper van head on and uh, been over there arranging the solar panel for the roof and all that kind of stuff, so and being able to be as off grid as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um and uh it, even if even if you go on to a campsite campsite, um by using the um the solar, not using the hookup. Um I was reading about how much um energy you're saving um in terms of generation, which was quite interesting to me, which made me think even more about doing the, the solar panel.
0: Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Off grid life. Mm-hmm. man. That's, that's the dream, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. I mean, yeah, there's a lot going on at the moment. I've, first of all, I've had my first jab. I've reached the age. I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to to get my first jab. So I've got to give credit like to the uh, the health service system for, uh, you know, for all its flaws and probably, you know, frustrations, I'm sure if you work within it or, or yeah. but the operation down in Birkenhead that we, my wife and I both got done it on the same, same morning pretty amazing, mm. really. I mean, it's amazing, but it's not. It's, it's so simple. But yeah, credit credit where it's due, eh?
1: Yeah. I, I think it's the volume. That's the amazing thing. When you're talking about millions, mm. you know, that's the, the thing. Uh, I'm still getting loads of people who are um, really resistant to the idea of, of having a jab anyway. Um, and um, I, I get the odd thing sent to me I'll see if I can find this this thing here. Um which
0: um well, while you're looking for it, yeah. I, I wasn't really aware of it, but I spoke to a friend last night who's the first person I've heard and, and she said she's she has already declined politely the the, the vaccine. Not because she um is any? It's not no conspiracy stuff, or you know, she thinks it's going to be a microchip implanted. But she just doesn't think that her body requires it. Her vibe is that she she'll, she'll be fine. So um,
1: but yeah, the, uh, I was saying this. This is the kind of thing that I get sent at the moment. it's because I've dared to have the vaccine, considering I, who I am and what I do, kind of stuff. So I got this one, uh, and it's a quote from someone saying, "If you're an acupuncturist, Reiki healer, yoga teacher, chiropractor, herbalist." naturopathic doctor or have the gift of healing and believe in this shot to protect you you have sold out your beliefs to the very system that contradicts everything that you once stood for Oof. Oh, that's uh that's a powerful put down um and, and and i think that that's fascinating because i mean me coming from the ayurvedic world which is full of medicines that change your system. And and it's, it's fascinating, the idea that um, if I become a vegan, you know, my body is going to be so strong that all these things are going to bounce off me. Um, you have to take into account the fact that you're not eating the vegetable, you're eating the ground that the vegetable grew in, which is might not be up to snuff anyway. Yep. Um, but, but we've always medicated, animal self-medicates, yeah. and the idea of like a vaccine oh that's bad medication as opposed to aspirin which is the bark of a tree well that's probably okay you know it's uh, it's fascinating the way people discriminate um to fit their own belief systems i guess yeah. mm-hmm. it's uh wonderful
0: it is yeah, it's, yeah like you say, you just got to sit back and enjoy the ride really a little bit and... yeah yeah
1: uh,
0: but yeah yeah I no problem, and I, thankfully um, neither of us had any kind of adverse reactions in the in the two or three days since, apart from a bit of a, a bit of a sore arm at, at the top, yeah. where it's bruised a little yeah. bit. I don't know what, but yeah, fair play. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so
1: did you did you have Pfizer or AstraZeneca?
0: Well, uh, Pfizer, we had. No. I don't know. if We had a choice. That's what we, what we gave. And I've heard again another friend who said that if if she's given the choice of AstraZeneca, she's going to turn it down. So um, I would have had whatever, you know, just stick it in, stick it in me. Let's crack on, you know, but people are funny, aren't they, man? People are fascinating.
1: Yeah.
0: And we'll talk yeah, yeah. about that more right now. We're talking about imposter syndrome. So give us a little de- definition from your mind of what imposter syndrome is and then explain why why you, you want to talk about that today, Sean, or this, this topic. Well,
1: I, I suppose the most extreme of imposter syndrome that I deal with, um, and I've had to deal with it quite a few times, are when you have a surgeon who um, has to do the most phenomenal things and actually goes through these great periods of self-doubt. And no-one would ever believe it because when they're on stage in their theatre, they're usually quite kind of loud and sometimes objectionable. Um, But underneath that, you can get a lot of fear from um, people that are scared that they've got it wrong. And one of the fears is that other people are going to realise that in some way they don't know what they're doing. It's that kind of thing that goes on. Um, And that whole sense about am I up to the task of what I'm said to be, you know? So it could be a mum, you know, husband, father, partner, clerk, director whatever um and one of the things i'm getting at the moment is people that are they've been out out of the workplace working from home and now they're going back into the workplace and you think people would be going oh my god let me get back in there and actually people even people that don't want to work from home are telling me they're a bit scared about going back into the office because they're not sure they can do their job anymore they feel like an imposter you know, and that's that's the thing. It's like, am I up to it? Can I do it? And that kind of self-doubt is really a destructive thing. Not not nice, still.
0: No, know? well, I mean, you say it's destructive, but also in your blog post, which we'll link to um, in the description, uh, that a, a little bit or a certain amount of uh, of self-doubt is, is healthy. Yeah, because
1: it, it, if you do question yourself, then you can uh, start doing a self-audit. Um, when people are at the point where I am right and you are wrong, and I know everything and you can sort off, which I suppose is a bit like that message that I got, that I spread out. Um, the um, when people have that kind of stance in life, which is an unmoving thing, uh, which is quite arrogant. You know, they can make the most phenomenal mistakes without even being aware of it or not listening to other people. Whereas if you have enough humility to actually look at what you do and just check it out. Um, certainly in, in psychotherapy, you're encouraged to kind of question your practice, you know. Yeah. And, and something I, so I have to do all the time. Um, I mean, one, one of the, the difficult things in the work I do is people committing suicide, which uh, I'd like to say is a relatively rare event, it is. Um, but some years, I, I've had two people in the year that have, have committed suicide, people that I've, I've dealt with at different times, you know. Um, and that always takes me through that thing about, what did I do? Did I do the right thing? Did I do anything wrong? Is is there more that I could have done? All that kind of stuff. And, and, and to me, that's a good thing, because it means that you do question your practice and what you do, and you keep up to date with things.
0: really. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess with your role, people... That come to you either you know for the first time or or have been seeing you for years they kind of probably look to you as a bit of a font of all knowledge almost godlike character so how do you kind of oh. <laughs> you know i know i know the real short yeah,
1: you know the reality yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i mean you do you do you kind of let people know that not not so much a disclaimer to say that you know you, you might not necessarily always say the right thing but do you explain to people that you don't necessarily always know, have the answers to everything?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. And, and the you're thing right. is that the in terms of working with another person, my answers to things aren't necessarily their answers to things anyway. So my, my thing isn't that I demand that other people. It's it's like there are a lot of psychologists whose definition is when you think the same way that I do, you're cured. Yeah, which and and I see that too often yeah? whereas in reality it's when you think the way that you need to think for you you are cured yeah and I may not agree with that at all it may not work for me but if it works for you it's dandy it's great mm-hmm. yeah um so from my point of view I've never been in that position and been able to say you should do this um I could say to somebody I've done it on occasions if it was me I couldn't do that but I accept the fact that you can. That's fine. Yeah, I can. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it's. Do, do, do you ever go through periods of, of life where you question yourself and you know? Yeah, I are guess. you a good, good dad or whatever?
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we can talk about parenting a bit later on. But yeah, um, I guess I'm reaching an age now. I'm 39, where. Uh, I'm reasonably comfortable with what I do and don't know. Like, and you know, I'm a self-employed. My main gig is is say self-employed web designer and graphic designer. So, a lot of people come to me kind of because I do a bit of everything when it comes to the design and marketing and digital stuff. Um, So, I'm quite. I try and be quite clear with people now that what I can and can't do. Uh, so. Um, just yesterday I was on the phone to someone and they were asking me all these questions about advice on, should I do this? Should I do that? And I just had to say, I don't know, (laughs) you know, 10 years ago when I was just setting up in business, there might've been a time where I would have said, yes, I can do that. Or I will help you with that. And kind of got myself into a bit of trouble and taken on, you know, something that I probably shouldn't have. So that's just a, that's just kind of experience teaches me not to, not to take myself down roads that i know will lead to anxiety because i guess self like imposter syndrome and self-doubt ultimately can lead to quite serious levels of anxiety
1: yeah yeah and, that, and that's the thing i think that that one of the problems is, is is that thing about we start to imagine the future and that's a negative future that makes us scared and so we haven't been in, in the office for months and we're starting to, to imagine being in there. And we're writing negative scenarios in our head, in our imagination. And the problem is, uh, it's usually about what you think about, you bring about. It's like well, you can create such a negative state inside you about all the mistakes that you're going to make and the things that you're going to get wrong that you get so anxious. that By the time you do get into the workplace, you do start making those mistakes and you do start getting those things wrong because you've already written the script to do it. And um, rather than allowing yourself to go with that, that process. And yeah, looking at yourself, not being arrogant, but looking at yourself and being real with yourself. I mean, one of the things is, I've been saying this to people over and over again, because we've got people going back into different organisations is try not to go back in one big hit. I've got someone going back tomorrow and, um, the poor person is going to go hit the ground after months of being out and do a 12-hour shift. And it's like, that is just too much. At the end of that 12-hour shift, they're going to be on their knees. You know, so what tends to happen is you go home, you're absolutely exhausted, you end up going to bed, then you've got to get up and go and do it again. Yeah. And uh, in some of the places, I mean, this person, the shift patterns aren't kind, so it's two day shifts, two 12-hour day shifts, followed by three 12-hour night shifts, and then you can have a day off. And at the end of it, they are going to be absolutely out of it. But they're already going through the point of being really anxious about going back in and their ability to do the job in the first place.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there must be thousands of people in that position right now. Mm. Yeah.
0: Who I'm thinking, hey, come on, let me get back there. They're thinking, Oh my god, I've got to go back to work. How am I gonna do it? You know? Yeah, well, that's right. It's gonna be amazing to, to, to see. Um, I mean, I saw a little tweet a tweet about a poster someone put up on their shop window um um saying, Sorry, but we've had to close the bar or the cafe or whatever. Um, we're struggling with staff, no one wants to work anymore. because that Yeah. I think there's, a, there's a, there was a time obviously when labor was, especially in cities, was was readily available because people were you know migrating to the uk to work um, and maybe now those people have left i think the population of london is down like eight percent i read at the the peak of the Uh pandemic yeah there's a lot of workers that have gone home and who knows if they'll come back and then i guess there's the other side where people have kind of got used to living a bit a bit more of a slower paced life and they're kind of they don't really they don't want to go back that's probably true for me in terms of i, I I'm, I'm not too keen to kind of get back to the the mayhem of you know kids parties every weekend and, and just cramming our diary full of stuff to do every week I'm, i've quite mm-hmm. i've quite enjoyed certain aspects of, of slowing right down and just living a bit more locally that kind of thing yeah um, yeah but i don't know yeah. i mean i don't know whether the system is going to You know, force people back into it, and that will lead to levels of anxiousness and anxiety across the across society. Who knows?
1: I I suspect that for many people, it's going to be like there's the fear of going back, but once they've been back in for a while, it might be, you know, a few months. You know, then it'll feel like they've never been away, and it'll be, "Oh, can you remember when we were off all that time?" And they can't kind of relate back to that. I suspect it will be like that, but it's getting over that initial hump of getting back in. Um, you know, it's, it's a kind of a reactive anxiety. You know, how do we deal with it? Um, um, people go through lots of self doubt in lots of situations in life, usually new situations. So it's like, can you remember when you had the kids and? Uh, they don't come with instructions printed on their their bottoms. It's like you have to work out how to do it. And when the child's crying and they're crying all night long and you're going through, I don't know what to do, I'm going start doing, what do I do? Um, And you you learn the hard way, don't you? You go through that complete self-doubt about, you know, I can't do this, You you know, what am I supposed to do? And that happens so much in life, you know, whether it's, you know, retirements, whether it's redundancies, all kinds of stuff. When people have got that, you know, they've come out of a job that they've been doing for years, you know, the the company's closed, they've been made resundant whatever. And that's happened a lot with organisations closing this year. Um, But those people have to go out, uh, whereas maybe they would have stayed in that one role for maybe the whole of the rest of their working life. Now they've got to go out and be confident and go for an interview and go, I'm here, employ me, and they're actually going through, oh, my God, can I do this? Hmm. yeah and at the same time there's 200 other people applying for the same job
0: yeah
1: yeah so i mean lots of people are really looking at themselves and going oh my god you know who am i can i yeah um and it's something that we really have to start to step back and give ourselves a break you know um
0: you've talked in the in the past particularly actually in the health service maybe this is where people will get kind of Promoted to the till, until they reach the point that they are no longer like capable of, of, of that role. So, yeah, um, it, it,
1: it's it's much more common in the public sector than in the private sector. So, civil service, um, you know, councils, uh, education, um, certainly health, where people get promoted and promoted and promoted, um, and they go beyond their ability to function. And usually, what they do is they bully the people underneath them to make up for their own shortfall. Yeah, so right. we end up with this kind of bullying culture. But um, uh, we we have the potential for that with people going back into work. If someone's in a manager position, director position, they're going back in and they're feeling inadequate about things. They like to end up shouting at the people underneath them to make up for what they feel they're getting wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean that that impacts so many other things as well doesn't it because yeah you you know i've got friends who are on that conveyor belt and i I wouldn't say that they're kind of reached the point yet where they're out of their depths (laughs) but i guess you know i think i can't remember the exact quote but something like that one of the most addictive drugs in the world is a is is a monthly salary in terms of because yeah you, you do that job you kind of you climb the ladder you get the bigger house you get the bigger car you have these all these extra responsibilities more kids whatever uh and then you kind of maybe you, you do reach that point where you're a bit you're feeling a little bit or a lot out of your depths um and you're not enjoying your work but you still have all these obligations and all these you know financial uh, family yeah. obligations and you kind of on this yeah. conveyor belt and you know yeah. yeah i mean most people cope with it i assume but uh yeah, it can have some. I,
1: it's interesting, though, because I, I think women cope with it better than men because women go through more changes, you know, like they get pregnant and they give birth. And it's like the last child stops breastfeeding, the last child um, goes to school, the last child leaves home. Each time those things happen, the, the answer to the question, who am I for the woman, changes. Yeah, but, but men's lives are much more constant. They don't have that level of up-and-downness. Yeah, But I have seen so many men, I mean, it, it must be thousands and thousands of men over the years who in their 50s go into this crisis where they really don't want to do what they're doing anymore. Retirement is a way off, but they've still got kids at university and it's like they feel in this kind of trap. You know and it is like Groundhog day where they drag themselves out they drag themselves into work and have to function and then drag themselves home and smile. And you know life becomes something I, mean, I mean we know about the increase in, in um, suicide stats of, uh, of men in uh, that kind of age range. Um, and a lot of that is because um, men really don't want to do what they're doing anymore, but they haven't got a choice. Yeah, you know, and the easiest choice is to step off the bus.
0: Yeah, I guess, uh, well, I guess my, uh, we'll come to your advice, your professional advice in a sec, but my tip is then just to kind of take a step back. I mean, things I've done in my life in the last five years, 10 years have been to kind of, rather than rather than overextend when we should, you know, we're at that stage when we should have a four bedroom house now with a driveway and a, you know, that we could fill with all this other stuff and a bigger mortgage. I kind of made, it, made a conscious decision. Um, this will do, this is perfect size for us. The mortgage is going to be really, you know, relatively comfortable, probably, hopefully forever. Um, and we'll have, we won't need to stress too much about this, that, and the other and have a massive money pit financially that needs, needs needs feeding. So that's my little tip is to just take a little step back or maybe question whether you need to make that next step up that society expects from you in terms of the bigger house and the bigger car and all that stuff. I won't, I won't get started on the car but uh, what 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 do you what can you advise in terms of avoiding that? Uh,
1: well, I I've been in that position. I I had the big house um, that in the end it was like shoveling ten pound notes inside a dragon's mouth. It was like it's like why, why am I doing this? You know, I'm I'm actually working to support this bricks and mortar and this piece of grass rather than actually living my life. Um, And I think it's dead easy to get into that that trap because you're successful. Um, And I really got stick for it from people when I downsized into the house and then now. So people would say things like, oh, I see you're deciding to live modestly. And that was like an insult. Um, Yeah. And yes, I'm happy to be living modestly. Thank you. Um, And uh, I think that's true of all things. Like, How many pairs of shoes do you need? How many bags do you need? How many dresses do you need? How many suits do you need? All that kind of stuff. Um, And it's only when we stop and do the audit and we look at what we're doing. There there was a programme on the TV last night and they went into this this couple family and they looked at it from the point of view of their bills, um, the food and something else. I don't know, but they... They did a, a kind of a redesign of their lives, over a very short space of time. That um, actually meant they were a thousand pounds a month better off. know, yeah, just by getting themselves organised and doing an audit. Why are you doing this? You know, why? Yeah. You know, you don't. Why do you do that instead of this? Yeah, um, and most people are probably in the same position. And one thing that's fascinating um, in. Um, just driving around, when you can drive around, um, is that um, the amount of houses that are up for sale. Mm. Now, are they up for sale because people have been in lockdown and they're thinking this house doesn't work for me? And is it that they're looking to upsize or are they looking to downsize? I, d- I don't know what the, the stats are. It would be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, that's a whole other thing, really. I mean, I think I think house prices are kind of going a bit crazy at the moment, so I've been reading and... Um, I don't know if it's everywhere or just where we are on on, on the world, um, but I mean, yeah. Last time house prices prices went a bit nuts, things went pop. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, and
1: and that's the problem. Is is this an an increment or is it a bubble? Is it is a bubble? It will burst at some point. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um, yeah. So what about some people are kind of a bit anxious then about going back to work or kind of I think for a month from now in the UK and even from Monday the seventeenth of May, which we're approaching here as we record, I, I was reading you mm. know, what we can do. And, and uh, certainly by June, whatever it is, the 21st, all being well, basically, you know, the shackles are off and we can do what we want. And I was I even, I was thinking, I was getting a bit nervous about it because uh, I've been so used to this this new way of living. Um, so what, can you, what, what kind of tips can we offer to people then? Well,
1: to... I think that uh, number one is that, that this week is Mental Health Awareness Week. Right. And we're right in the middle of that, aren't we? We're right in the middle of mental health disturbance, you know, whether it's anxiety, whether it is um, depression, whatever's going on. It's something that we do need to be aware of. And um, I think that the thing is that if you are going back into work, the important thing is that you start to talk to somebody if you're feeling anxious. And that maybe you can talk to your boss. They may have an occupational health department. You know, you may be able to talk to the doctor or whatever, but it's like you need to be checking things out because, uh, and that's the one thing is that when you go back into the workplace and you're feeling anxious, but you're going to put this face on it, so you look good, yeah. Mm. Everybody else is probably doing the same thing, you know, and it only takes one person to crack and start to share what they're feeling, and everybody will go, mm. yeah. Um, and I, I think it is, it's going to be a strange time for people coming back together again and having to form their roles. One of the things also that um, uh, that goes alongside that is the amount of people that are telling me that the systems have changed. They've got to go back into new systems. And those systems may be like computer systems, um, organizational systems, but also... Um, It's kind of ethos and ideas as well. Things have changed. During this lockdown, organisations have changed the way they're working, changed the way they're doing things. Mm. Um, So it's like uh, talking has to be the thing, but that means being honest with yourself first and then being able to share it with another person. Um, uh, I'll come back to it, but my um, results for the week is a new... Um, charity that's been started around here for men, and it's um, we 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 have a, a big service here to support women. There's a lot of charitable stuff to support women, especially you know in abuse situations or whatever. Yeah. Well, um, the, the penny's finally dropped. I, I know a couple of guys that are, that are doing this, and they are good guys, um, but they're running this organization for men you know, is support for men. And I, it's something, I, I, I don't know, we, we've now got a lot of sportsmen talking about stress and anxiety and all that kind of stuff. And, and that kind of makes it a bit more acceptable mm-hmm. for us fellows to kind of fess up to it. Um, but it, it's something that we have to get our heads around more and more, especially now. Yeah. And if I'm going to be... Um, uh the uh the voice of doom the thing that bothers me most is we start to get through this summer isn't it zippity doo and then if we go back into a lockdown type situation in the winter it will be catastrophic for lots of people if we don't start dealing with these things now mm-hmm. yeah yep. i mean i really hope we don't i really hope we don't um let's see how we go yeah um And uh, as it says at the end of my podcast, and I keep saying it all the time, if we all look after each other, we're all going to be all right. You know, but we have to all start being okay with each other and uh, and being prepared a to share the fact that we need help, but also to offer help to others. Yeah, yeah, it all goes together. Yeah,
0: it does. All right, what's your resource of the week, Sean?
1: So, well, my resource of the week is called journeyman and i put the um the uh site on there the uh,
0: the link ic kind of uh,
1: cool yeah and um uh that is something that i mean really really fellas anyone that's listening to this or if you know a fella who's being i'm i'm tough and strong give them the link you know just let him go and have a look at it it's it's worth just looking at the website and, you know and then you could connect locally here with it
0: yeah. Um, cool. I haven't really thought of one actually. I was trying to think as we went, and nothing's popped into my head. But I'll put I'll put a link to the men, mental health awareness week. Um, so yeah, yeah. We can investigate. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, maybe propagate through your networks. And if you know if you if you if you work in an office environment that's kind of starting back up again, just kind of yes, send it around and get people to think about this stuff.
1: Yeah. Have you Have you made decisions about going back into the office for you?
0: No i'm gonna go in once this week again sort of forcing myself to i've organized a meeting with someone where i can do a walk and talk down there i don't
1: know uh are you in a situation where you don't really need to go back into an office yeah
0: yeah i never i never really needed my office so much it was just a way of me getting get me out of the house for and um stepping up a little bit but i've uh, maybe it's the weather, I don't know. And uh, but I'm still doing the school pickup and, and drop off, and uh, I'm quite enjoying it, really. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to start easing my way back in in the next few weeks and, and see how we go. But, um, yeah. It's a bit up in the air, all that stuff, to be honest. Mm.
1: Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I'm very aware that there are, uh, I, I have an amount of people I work with that are saying, why don't I, I come and do face to face? But I have the the majority of people um won't do face to face again now mm. no and and I mean because I, I, I do stuff around the world, it's kind of fairly normal for me to only ever have seen people online and never seen them face to face um but I think that's gonna become more and more yeah the way things are
0: working yeah it's it's great, it's fine, you know you can't beat face to face for certain things and but
1: mm.
0: well, we're doing it right now without without any issues, aren't we, and it's yeah yeah. I am going to come and see you, in, maybe next week I'll come down on the bike because I want to show off the new, the new e-bike. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah, you need to make sure you don't get any punctures this time. Yeah,
0: another one. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube now, if you're watching the video, is the, uh, the thorn I just The, the, the thorn. thorn. <laughs> Last yeah. night, so. But yeah. patched it up and on, on we go. Yeah, crack on. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Yeah, good. All right, Sean, thanks for your time. I'll catch up with you next week. Okay,
1: yeah, keep smiling. You see see. take
0: care. See, see, see you ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.